Can Trey Lance become the next Jalen Hurts for the San Francisco 49ers and take this team to the Super Bowl? Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at the Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. So seeing teams in the Super Bowl, Croc, and, and something is very striking watching the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, and really a lot of teams in the playoffs, especially on the AFC side, when you got Burrow and you've got Josh Allen. And as good as Brock Purdy was, Brock Purdy is so different than all of those guys, just physically and, and what he's able to do. And you, you see some of the amazing just singular plays with pure athletic ability and arm and, and pure physical talent with someone like Jalen Hurts making plays in the Super Bowl, with Patrick Mahomes making plays in the Super Bowl. And we've talked before on this about how the impending quarterback competition between Brock Purdy, if he's able to actually compete and, and be ready for some part of, of training camp after his elbow surgery coming up next week, and with Trey Lance. And we know that the ceiling is higher with Trey Lance, but he's got more work to do. And Brock Purdy was so ready to go right out of the gate and looked so good in Kyle Shanahan's offense and operated it really well and and as well as I, I think we've seen someone operate a Kyle Shanahan offense which is pretty remarkable for a rookie but if Trey Lance was to be even better than him and was to win that competition where could the 49ers be and it started making me think where you know if we're comparing Trey Lance I, I think Patrick Mahomes is not something you should compare anybody to and, and that especially would, now right? right like before you could kind of oh Mahomes and kind of what he's doing and some of the guys are similar but now it's like is he not the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life? So, yeah, we just got to put him. <laughs> he's in a, he's in he's a in category a, of his own. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes on a path. It's like, wow, okay, he, he's on a track. But Jalen Hurts is, is doable, I think. And we've seen the development from Jalen Hurts, which has been remarkable. And I think Trey Lance coming out of school was probably thought of as, as someone who was even less of a project than maybe Jalen Hurts was. Yeah. What do you think about the comparison there? And can Trey Lance be you know a somewhat similar proximity for the 49ers of what Jalen Hurts has been this year for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, first, let's identify what has made Jalen Hurts good. Like, who is he? Um, some of his experiences, things like that, that has gotten him to this point. Because I, I think that's the key thing here, right? Especially when you're comparing them to Trey Lance and what that development kind of looks like. Jalen Hurts started at Alabama, and he was really good. But it was clear that he needed to become a better passer. I thought he was a running back. And I think... Uh, even Nick Saban would probably tell you he was closer to just a running back at the next level than a quarterback because when he was heading into the year, I think when he got benched for Tua in the national championship game, right? Yeah. Tua came in, and a lot of people forget this too, got benched for Tua in the national championship game. Do you, do you remember who Tua threw the game-winning touchdown to? Um, Was it Devontae Smith? It was Devontae Smith. He was a true freshman. Oh, man, they had Henry Ruggs out there, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy. All those guys were really young. But it, 
it was at that time where the next year he stuck it out, right? Like Hertz was like, I'm going to compete. And he lost the job. Why? He was not a good passer. And when it was time for him to potentially hit the portal, and again, getting benched and going through that, going through that adversity, it's a reality check for somebody who's probably one of the better athletes, you know, growing up. Right. And now it's like, I we're back at Alabama, you know, right. He was I, right. Yeah. And it's now it's like, I have to improve. I have to get better. So I saw this thing and it was Nick Saban talking about this situation. And he said, he told him, Hey, I, I think he wanted to go. Gosh, what's cool. He went Hurts wanted to go to Maryland. And Saban said, don't go to Maryland. You need to go to Oklahoma. And you need to progress as a passer. I know you want to play in the NFL. You have to get better throwing the ball. So we're talking about someone who played multiple years at Alabama, eventually was benched, ended up you know, having to go through that adversity, then goes to Oklahoma and starts to really kind of progress in the offense with some weapons and, and a, obviously a coach with Lincoln Riley that can better prepare him for the next level as a passer because he wasn't great at it. And you saw the progression. Like, he started to get better. He was like a Heisman finalist, I believe. And then he gets drafted in the second round because there was still a lot of work to do. And I would even say right now, their offense that they've built around him, because, again, there's not a guy that started his rookie year. He ended up starting kind of late in the year. He got benched for Nate Sudfield in a game where a lot of people think, oh, he got benched for Nate Sudfield because, uh, uh, you know, they were tanking. Like, no, he was playing terrible, all right? He had some, like, high passing yards games, but he, he just wasn't playing very well. And a lot of people were skeptical about him going into the next year, as, as was I. But he, they gave him that opportunity to play through that. And then they're just like, look, we're going to ride with you this year. That, 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 that next year, his year two, I think that's when Sirianni showed up. We're going to ride with you. And whatever that looks like, we're going to create an offense around that might be a shell of what they ultimately want to do. But we're going to play to your strengths and do the things that you do well. And we're just going to try to build on that. And he had a year that wasn't the most explosive or greatest year ever. But it was like, man, this is a hardworking kid. Got his head on straight. And had a certain skill set, and they were able to capitalize on that. A guy that I did not think was great throwing the ball. And then this year, obviously, he just continued to take it to the next level. So, again, right now, what I'm trying to do is kind of paint a picture of who, what was hurt. And when I look at him now, I still, as you know, saw him make some big-time throws. That layer throw to Dallas Goddard was amazing, right? Was great oh, throw. man. I mean, it was right over the fingertips. But you see him make some of these throws. I still think as a pure drop back passer, there's still some room for uh, development with him there. So now let's bring it all back to Trey Lance. Way different scenario. Play one year as opposed to, you know, four years in college. Did not play at Alabama. Did not play at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. Right? Play at North Dakota State. And a lot of the things that kind of prepared Hurts for this moment and, you know, the team kind of really believing in him, Trey never really had that. And that's, that's the issue. And you and I, someone, and I'm getting long-winded here. Sorry, folks. But you and I had someone comment on Twitter. I was talking about, well, you guys said this about Mahomes, but then said this about Trey Lance in the same sentence. And it's like, well, you're right, but these are totally different situations. And we knew, we talked about it, what Trey Lance needed was to start year one and just say, just, just go. Right? So, so just go. Mm -hmm. And get get the experience, play, right. whatever that look, go through your ups and downs. And when they did not take the opportunity to do that, which I get it. Kyle Shanahan had one winning season of four years at that time. You probably got to go more with the guy that's just more ready to win games right now. 
But as far as the development for her, uh, uh, Trey Lance, I, I think that was the thing that hurt him the most because of what he needed, he was not able to get. And now it's like, you, you got to be so good right now. And he's never got, gotten to go through the different adversities and the different things playing that some of these other guys have, including Jalen Hurts. And I want to get into some more of the specifics and, and what their actual skill sets are and, and the strengths and weaknesses of these guys. And, and if it uh, is something possible that, that makes sense that, that Trey Lance could end up, you know, where Jalen Hurts is right now. But I think a, a big part of this and you laid out what the timeline was for Jalen Hurts. And, you know, a lot of people might be saying, OK, well, now Trey Lance needs to do what Jalen Hurts did and, you know, going from year two to year three. Well, Trey Lance is almost kind of in that just lost the job to Tua as a junior in college. Like that's kind of where Trey Lance is in his development as far as how much he's played, where he is right now um, in the process of, you know, losing the job that should have been his because another guy that, that kind of came out of nowhere is, was out, outplayed him in in very limited sample. But um, it, it, this isn't like, okay, Trey Lance has played a couple of years fully now in the NFL and has got some, you know, some, some seasoning under his belt. And now he can take that next step in the next year. He still needs the beginnings of that. And so, uh, as far as like development curve and where Trey Lance is at, he's almost rookie still as far as how much he's played, even though he's had some more mental reps and he's been around the team for a couple of years and and gone through at least one full offseason as the starter last year. And he'll have an opportunity to do more of that now. Just those the game reps and the experience. He's he's had a little difficulty off the field now, but now it's just it's game reps and experience. So I don't even know if this would be the year to expect that Jalen Hurts like explosion from him that would kind of be after he plays a year then the next year after he's played a full year then the second year of his full playing time would be the time to expect it i don't know if he has that much time well he doesn't i think this was the year where kyle was like hey let's be patient with him and then he got hurt right yeah that last year was the year for him to to struggle and he was supposed to be hit the ground running in 2023 and I think the expectation is still going to be, even though he didn't have the opportunity to struggle, to hit the ground running in 2023, which is unfair. But that's where we're at. And, and that's where and when we say unfair, but from a business standpoint, because that's what the NFL is, it's a business. At, at this point, especially going into year three, it's like, well, you, you're either going to do it or you're not. Like, that's how Kyle's going to end. We know Kyle Shanahan, he is very, I don't want to say cutthroat, but very black and white with his delivery on a lot of things. And I think it's going to be, hey, you have an opportunity to show us something. And we've, we saw trust right away in Brock Purdy from his first start against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A trust in, in what Kyle put the offense on Brock Purdy that we hadn't seen yet, even for Trey Lance, I think. And, right. and so, so clearly there's a ways to go for Trey Lance to earn that trust, I think, for with Kyle Shanahan. And, uh- um, a lot of what we're talking about with even you know Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts is just they've had so much time to mess up, to go through ups and downs, right? Like being a you know what, three and a half damn near four year starter at Iowa State, like mm-hmm. you Play went through game. all these different situations. You had the opportunity to lead um, off season workouts, like you know being the guy in charge. You know just all these different things that goes into playing the quarterback at the NFL level. And Trey Lance has not had that opportunity. And that's, that is tough. Like that, that's tough for him. And that's why I keep going back to that year one. And, and I know a lot of people are like, well, are you going to sacrifice a year, which the 49ers ultimately went to the NFC championship game for the development of a young guy. And it's like, well, if you want that guy to get to what we saw from Jalen Hurts, 
<laughs> yeah, you, you damn near sacrifice it. Because at the end of the day, great years, awesome, love it. But you still you didn't win it all. You know, so how much, you know, are you are you missing from that? What what could it have been eventually if he had played? Would it have just been instead of a, you know, you you win the NFC West, well, no, 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 2021, you went to the NFC Championship game, did not. You well, stuck into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you barely miss it. Right. I, and that's tough. That's tough. That's yeah. Tough. If you barely miss it, but you, then you know you have your quarterback. But then you know, you know. Would you, would you take that? And I think knowing that they didn't win at all, that they fell short, I think most teams would, most fans would take that. I think they would still say, no, the the, the NFC Championship game was the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, right? Because, I mean, you were up 10 with seven minutes left. So Mm -hmm. just with with the, or nine minutes left, however long it was, but fourth quarter, you were up 10 points in that game, late in that game. So I think most people would say, no, give me that because we at least had the opportunity. I felt like, and we talked about this, this is not some new revelation. Right. The sooner you get Trey Lance up to speed, which was going always going to be a process, the better you were going to be for it in the long run. Uh, more on Trey Lance, the skill set there, and I'm going to go statistically into Jalen Hurts and what that might look like with some growing pains probably for Trey Lance and, and what he could become and if he could even be as good or better than what we've seen from Jalen Hurts in 2023 and lead the 49ers to future Super Bowls in doing so. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When, you, when you're at your best, you can do great things. And sometimes life gets you a little bogged down and you may feel a little overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you and learning skills, coping skills, and learning um, ways to to fix your own problems is, is so rewarding. And that's what therapy can help you do. Sometimes it's just the, the checking in every week to make sure you're hitting all the points in your week and, and your life that you want to hit and be the best version of yourself every single week. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You're not worried about rushing out of work and, and trying to get somewhere and rush through traffic to try to you know get to your meeting. You can do it online on your time and it's super flexible and more affordable being entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist that fits your needs, and switch therapists at any time if it's not working for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Make sure you check out the brand new Locked On NFL Draft, which unfortunately does not feature one Eric Crocker anymore. He's got too much going on with not just Locked On 49ers, but with his gym and all the training he's doing, Frontline Sports. Shout out Frontline Sports. Still haven't gotten that merch yet for Frontline uh, that I need. Uh, But... uh, Damian and Keith, really two good hosts, I think, in in locked on NFL draft is going to be in good hands, and it is now draft season for all thirty two teams in the NFL. So, Damian is my guy, Damian Parsons, DP NFL on Twitter. Make sure y'all give him a follow. He is a must listen on this draft show. Dude knows his stuff. He's done great work with the Draft Network. He's going to be awesome on the NFL uh, draft show, locked on NFL draft. I think he was on with us on locked on Forty Nine ers last draft season, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 he was. Yep, friend of the program. I like it. Okay, yep, good stuff. Um, looking at Jalen Hurts, 6'1", 223. The dude is powerful. What is he, squat 600 pounds or something? Uh, that's strong. That 
Yeah, he's a strong dude, and you can tell that. And and I think that's one of the big differences. And that's why sometimes I draw comparisons to Trey Lance and Alex Smith because of how young they were when they came in. They're like, oh man, this is a great dude. He was, you know, he's like the all American kid down the street. I'd let him babysit my kids, but he still just felt young, you know, and like happy to be there a little bit. Uh, Jalen Hurts went through some stuff, went to a couple different schools, was a grown man physically, mentally, I think coming into the NFL, which helps him. And you can tell he's wired in a way that's like, you know, uh, I've, I've become a big fan of Jalen Hurts. Love his game. Love seeing him development when, when he speaks. I think he's definitely a leader of men and had a really nice season this year. I mean, the Chiefs speaks, I mean, speaks definitely with a certain level of confidence that yes, it just absolutely. permeates through the mic. Yeah. And that's why I got so excited hearing Trey Lance talk with uh, with Rich Eisen and, and hearing him talk to some different people at the Super Bowl last week. Like there was a little something to him, like a little bit extra bit of confidence. And, and I think he, that's something that's going to be really important for Trey Lance going forward. It's like, OK, the, the, this uh, this happy to be here thing is not good enough. I, I, I'm not going to be denied. I'm not going to get beat out. You're not going to beat me out for this job. I'm going to take you on. I'm going to take on Fred Warner in practice and maybe even talk trash to him. You know, And so I love that. I think he needs to have a little chip on his shoulder and maybe some of the adversity he's faced the last couple of years might put him in that mindset, which could be a much better mindset for for Trey Lance coming into the year, which gets me really excited. Uh, the year that Jalen Hurts had was, was awesome. They were 14 and one. The Eagles were, he completed 66 and a half percent of his passes, uh, 3,700 passing yards, 22 touchdown passes, only six interceptions. So fantastic ratios there. And then on top of it, all the, the rushing ability he had, and he ran the ball for, uh, what was it? 760 yards this year, 15 rushing more. touchdowns. The, the, was the it most by, yeah, 15. Uh, the, the most by a quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, obviously two-way threat, and that's something that Kyle Shanahan was starting to feature with Trey Lance. Now, the one thing I will say is Trey Lance, both athletically, just plain speed, and how good of a runner he is, how elusive he is, how powerful he is, even though he's a pretty big guy himself and even bigger, I think, than Jalen Hurts. I, I think there's a clear, you know, man strength going on with Jalen Hurts that I haven't really seen yet from Trey Lance, even though he's he's such a big guy. Uh, and vision and those things, I think you would put them all in Jalen Hurts' side, and I, I just don't think Trey Lance will ever be that version of a run, of a runner, even though he's really athletic. C- correct, and yeah. I think a big part of it is because I don't think Hurts is this fast guy. Like I don't think he's faster than Trey Lance. He, I think, I think he's faster than Trey Lance. So let's. I see, think uh, it's very, very close because when you see Trey just take off, like okay, I know. Okay, I'm just going to take off. He's much faster than when he's trying to pick and decide whatever. Yeah, and I think he, that's where sure. when he opens it up, then his lateral and just like you know natural movements in short areas. I, I think you're you're right about that. So yeah. looking at, I thought actually hurts because the indecisiveness in in Trey Lance's running game that I think that's holding him back to kind of reach his potential as a runner. So like yeah. even on the, like the, the design stuff, it's just obviously he's not he's not fast like that, but he is fast enough to get around the edge, make plays with his legs. But again, if you look at that first play against the Arizona Cardinals when you had a free runner and he just got out of there and took off for 15 yards, like how effortless that was. Like he does have that ability, but again, he made the decision right now or the decision was made for him, hey, you got to take off. And when he did that, that's when it looks good. When he's reading it and it's like, okay, like, do I go? Do I probably put my foot in the ground? Do I? That's when it's like, uh, like, you don't look very comfortable doing that right now. 
I thought it was a little faster. I knew I knew Jalen Hurst was five or four fives at the combine. He ran a four five nine official at the combine at six one two hundred twenty three pounds. So uh, I thought he was more like four five five, but still, you know, he broke four six. And I think we both talked about it because Trey didn't run a, a forty before the the draft. I think there's a reason he didn't run a forty for the draft because I don't think he would have broken four six. But I would have guessed he would have been around four six flat. So that's not that far off as far as top speed goes. Right. I, I projected Trey Lance in twenty twenty one to be around four six flat. Uh, like four six two, I can see him like four six two. Right. If so, you said Trey Lance ran a four six two at the combine, I'd be I think like, he's yeah. faster than four seven, but he's not four five. So somewhere in the four sixes, somewhere. What was Deshaun Watson's forty? Because I think they're they're kind of that like speed element is very similar. I now, look look, now Watson's I, a little bit more elusive, but just that pure speed. I want to say it was four seven ish, yeah. four seven flat or high four sixes. I'll look it up right now though. But, um, yeah. but as far as arm, this is where. Trey Lance has a so he doesn't have as high of an upside, I think, as a pure runner as as Jalen Hurts does. I think he's got a higher upside as a thrower. I think he's got a better arm. And I think I've seen him make some plays and some throws that it's like, wow, if there's some consistency and, and accuracy with this, this is where the upside is for Trey Lance is that combination of, OK, he's athletic, maybe not a dynamic runner, but dude's got a really good arm and and seems to be pretty smart. And I. That's where the upside is with Trey Lance. And so I think he's got even potential to be better than than Jalen Hurts. But you also have to develop that. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. And a lot's on him and a little bit of luck mixed in there as well because you just never know how these guys are going to develop. I, I don't think with with Brock Purdy there, that patience is out the window. And I think that's a tough thing for, for Lance. Um, but as far as kind of you know the patience goes and the development, again, this does not mean that a guy is – you know, more or less accurate or anything like that. But if you kind of look at completion percentage and that arc for Jalen Hurts, his rookie year, uh, you know, he completed 52% of his passes. Like, that's not great, right? Like that's, you know, even a little bit worse than Trey Lance. And I think uh, Trey Lance was kind of scattery with his completions uh, a little bit. Then now year two, completed 61%. That, that's still not amazing. And for a guy who started 15 games to – only have 16 touchdown passes to nine interceptions. That's not that's not great, but I think all those things kind of set him up to have the year, season that he had in year three, which was uh, 22 touchdown passes. Not amazing, right? Not great, but when you add in the 15 touchdown runs, uh, that kind of changes that a little bit. So 37 total touchdowns, but 22 uh, touchdowns to six interceptions and 66 percent as a passer, which. Um, a lot of what they do, almost like, almost like, like uh, Lamar Jackson, where the the threat of the run slows defenses up so much and affects them so much that it opens up these passing lanes, and it and, slows down the pass rush because you have to rush with a plan and rush with contain rather than just getting after oh, a guy. We saw that too. <laughs> Guys taking bad angles, running right upfield, and it's like, well, thank you very much. Now it's wide open. See you later. I'm taking off. Well, if you look at Nick Bosa and again, everybody's talking about how oh Lane, Lane Johnson he just handled Nick Bosa. First of all, Nick Bosa was kind of hurt. He got a cleat that went like three inches into his leg. But even aside from that, it's like anybody that watched the game, it's like, well, look how they're trying to rush. Like they're not even trying to rush upfield. It's kind of like a like a okay, let's get right here to where we're even with him, and then kind of he could throw from the pocket, but let's see if, okay, what does he do? And it wasn't the Nick Bosa that's just, oh, pin my ears back, get to the quarterback. So, uh, you know, the, the, the RPOs and the options that they have off of that with the, uh, like just the windows it creates. 
And I think that's what has uh, definitely helped with his increase in completion percentage. He's throwing to guys that are kind of open because, one, again, you got time. People don't know how exactly how to rush you, and the, the windows are just there. And that helped, like, Tua as well. I think that really yeah, helped Tua with the RPO game. And it's just, hey, I can hand off to this guy. I can wait. Okay, that linebacker's tapped there. Boom. Let me get out my hands and throw it. And, you know, I don't know if 49ers can implicate something like that. That's just not Kyle's – that's a whole different thing we can kind right, of get into. Yeah. But that, that's not Kyle's offense. So, you know, maybe you can incorporate something like that, and it would help that transition for your young quarterback. But Kyle's is more based on timing – and precision, and that's not what Hurts is. No. And and right now it looks like that's not quite what what Lance is either. So like at something like that, that's when the Purdy is like, oh well, this is your guy because he's able to just do that. So now I guess the question is, are you holding? I don't want to say holding back the development of Trey Lance, but are you kind of hurting him because you're trying to make him do something and not even with the runs. I feel like with the runs, whatever, you know, and I don't think that's design runs is quite his strength, but just the way that you throw the ball, the way your offense is designed to run is, is that hurting Lance and what it might look like if he was in something where it was a little bit more friendly with the RPOs and things like that, where he's reading that and just gets the ball out of his hand to somebody where there's a big window, as opposed to, okay, play action, drop back. As soon as that back foot hits the ground, I have to let it rip and I have to be super accurate. And that's, well, maybe he's just never going to be that guy. And then do you kind of hurt him because of that? You brought up a good point there about Miami and Tua. And interestingly enough, the guy who took, uh, to, who took Hertz's job at Alabama and the Eagles and Hertz and how the offenses look and how the personnel looks and what they did to help their quarterback out. I want to talk about that next as it pertains to Trey Lance and the 49ers. But first, we got to tell the folks out there about Built Bars, and you must never listen to the podcast if you don't know what Built Bars are. If you're looking for that delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to give Built Bar a try. We just got through the holidays. Uh, I know a lot of people's goal. My goal was to eat a little healthier. I'm doing well for myself. And one of the things that helps is having the right food around you to grab when you need a snack. And Bill Bar is absolutely a part of that. Get everything that's terrible for you out of your house. Get it out of your pantry. Get it out of your desk at work. Get it out of your uh, out of your glove box in your car. And put Bill Bars in there. High, high protein. That's what you're looking for, right? This is the combination. These are the macros. Croc's been talking a lot about macros. We talked about them off the air a little bit. You want a lot of protein, and you don't want a lot of sugar and a lot of calories, and that's exactly what Built Bars are. Most Built Bars have only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein, and they taste amazing. Flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie and coconut almond, and of course, you can find all the flavors of Built Bars at Built.com. But you can also start to find them on your store shelves like Walmart and Sam's Club. And get a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs in the pharmacy section at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club. Run in and grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And you can thank us later. And, of course, you can find all of the flavors at Built.com. All right, Croc. One thing that the Eagles did amazingly, and it's why I would give Howie Roseman the Executive of the Year award. Uh, not only did they build the defensive side of the ball, but what they were able to do around Jalen Hurts and help him to be successful on offense, as well as the offense the way it was constructed, constructed and schemed up for Jalen Hurts. And Shane Steichen's now going to get a head coaching job with the Indianapolis Colts because of how well he did that, right? And he's going to have to be tasked with doing that again for probably another rookie quarterback that they draft number four overall. 
And I wonder how much like, you know, uh, how much like hurts they're going to try to find a guy there uh, in uh, in the draft at number four for the Colts. But you have to credit both the Miami Dolphins for what they put around their quarterbacks and how they made their lives easier in the developmental process. I think that was huge. And and the 49ers have a ton of weapons now for Trey Lance at their disposal. Right. And now it's up to Kyle Shanahan to make him comfortable in the offense and um, and put together an offense that's. That, that Trey Lance can flourish in if he's indeed going to be the guy. Uh, Brock Purdy is stiff competition because he's already shown he can play at a certain level. But I still have hopes that Trey Lance can get above that level because he's so talented and he seems like he's wired correctly. And I think he's going to put in the work. So now he's just got to get there and he doesn't have a lot of time and he doesn't have as much time to fail as he deserves to get. What do you think? The Do you think, let, let me, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way, Croc. Do you think that the offense should be almost the same for Purdy and Trey Lance and basically allow Trey to use his athleticism through the natural flow of the game, whether, you know, they're calling rollouts and, you know, me call the game a little bit differently, a couple of, you know, plays here and there and a couple of design runs and, but just scrambling, using his natural athleticism to get on the move, rollouts and things like that. Um, do you think that he's he should be able to, and do you think Kyle should expect, and do you think it's the best plan of action anyway to just put in the same offense and these dudes are running, calling the same exact place and letting their ability take them the rest of the way? No, I I don't think that Trey should be in an offense that is so predicated on that timing and rhythm to a T. I mean, just the, the details of it, and we hear some of the guys talk talk about it. It's and Kyle will tell you, oh, the, you know, the offense makes the quarterback. The quarterback doesn't make the offense, right? And because of that, it's like it's like you have to fit into the scheme. And if you do, it could work at a high level. Again, we saw Brock Purdy. But if you want Lance to be maybe the best version of himself, I think you have to go in a slightly different direction. And not saying it has to be like this gimmicky offense, but maybe something that isn't predicated on him. Like if he's a tick slow, it's like it's done. It ruins it. Right. And right, we saw right. it look like with Purdy, who was a tick slow. Now he's having elbow surgery because he got right. clocked coming off the edge when the ball should have probably come out a little bit sooner. And he, and he put it all on Purdy. Right. Um, and and that's where. Uh, and by the way, so a lot of people that were in our mentions, Croc, yesterday in the in the live chat and, and been talking uh, on Twitter. And it's been a big argument with 49ers Twitter the last couple of weeks since Purdy got hurt. Um, and uh, a lot of people in the chat kept saying, oh, I see Andy Reid was blocking. Uh, was blocking Hassan Reddick with the tight end. And you go back and watch the tape. Uh, guess what? N- not singled up with a tight end yeah. on Hassan Reddick was anybody on the Chiefs. It was uh, there. There was some tight ends blocking him at times, but it, they were getting help. And so I don't know if that was dire- directly related. I, I, I don't I, I crunched all the tape from the Chiefs all year long. Was that something they watched the 49ers tape and they're like, hey, we should probably make sure we got some help with the tight end over here because uh, because I think the, the turf might have been a part of it, too, and slowed down the pass rush a little bit. But he had all day, zero sacks. He had all <laughs> right. day. So they had a better protection plan and, and better protection in general than, uh, than Brock Purdy and the 49ers and Josh Johnson had. Right. But yeah, that, that, that precision part of it, I think that's the tough part, right? Like even watch the, the chiefs. I don't think that their offense, which I think is something that if you ask Andy Reid, like, you know, you look at some of his quarterbacks in the past, maybe it is super timing and rhythm. I mean, look, look first of all, everybody wants to play in timing and rhythm. But I think there's some offices, clearly Kyle Shanahan's that's more predicated on that. 
uh, where there are other ones, like let's say even like the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. And we've seen Prescott throw for a bunch of yards, stuff like that. It hasn't ultimately like resulted in the playoff wins. But you don't, it's not an offense that's like, oh man, you drop back, you, that foot, back foot, boom, you got to let it go. And you'll have these big run after catch opportunities. Like that's not quite what their offense is. I think 49ers, if they, if they want Trey to become the best version of himself, I think you have to go in a different direction. And I don't think that that's what Kyle would do. I think Kyle would say, this is my offense. <laughs> we'll do this. The only change is in the run game and how the quarterback utilizing the run game. Yeah, we'll do our different stuff. But as far as passing game goes and the concepts off of that, I think it's a little bit more like, hey, these are the plays. Because, uh, shoot, when I watch Trey Lance, this is some of the same stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, they see the field diff differently, so Trey might throw to a different area, right? But it's a lot of the same concepts. Same with Brock Purdy. And, again, I think he needs to be in something that's a little bit more not predicated so much on that timing and precision and more so, oh, man, I drop back. You know, I'm Jalen Hurts. I drop back. Let me just hit Devontae Smith on this crosser as I wait on everything else because it's so wide open. He's running wide open. Oh, yay, here you go. You know, it's just this free-flowing offense uh, that doesn't require as much. And, and you see Hurts play, do it very well. And if you do it well, it looks good. But Kyle, I don't think he's. That's not. That's not how he rocks. So yeah. And uh, to add on to that, I would say not that Trey won't get there, but from week one, twenty twenty three, to expect him to be on point, timing, precision with what Kyle wants in his offense, probably not realistic. But build on it, right? As I actually as, think that's his game. As I think, as because he gets the ball out quicker. I think it's probably one of the reasons why Justin Fields wasn't one of the final two that that Kyle wanted. Uh, in the in the 2021 draft because of the, the time to throw stuff and how and how he plays right um russell wilson probably wouldn't be the great the, the right style of quarterback for a kyle shanahan offense but i think trey uh, the why i think why they took Trey is because they thought he could get there and, and i still think he could get there and I, I just think you have to slowly build it rather than expect the timing and pre precision to be on point right now let him build on that and then you build on it with your offense throughout the year the more comfortable he gets the more timing based it can get and by you know 2025 maybe he's on it timing and and like he's anticipating everything because we've seen some really good anticipatory throws from trey lance at times so it's in there right i just think he needs yeah. more times and more reps in the offense to eventually get there but to expect it right now uh is probably unrealistic and to get the best version of trey now uh, I think I agree with you, but I think you can build on that and it can become that timing based thing with Trey. It's just going to, it just might take a little bit longer. Than, I, I think he, well, I think he can have the timing. It's the precision. I, I don't think he's a precise thrower to football as, yeah. as I don't think that uh, hurts is either. Right. Yeah. That, that's why I kind of like the comp a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. so it's like, well, how do you become a 66 completion percentage guy again? Completion percentage does not mean accuracy, but how do you become that? Uh, it's how do you go from because I mean, from year one where he limited starts, I think he started four games or whatever it is, he completed 52% of his passes. So, how do you go from 52% in year one to 66%? Not because he just became way more accurate, it's just like, you know, okay, I can throw to this guy, Trey can do that. And listen, I've seen him be accurate. I just don't think he's a precise. Like, he's not. You'll never mistake him for Drew Brees. You'll never mistake him for, uh, you know, some of these other guys are just going to be a little bit more precise with the timing and stuff. But he can throw two guys. <laughs> like, he can throw the guys. He can hit guys. He can throw all over the field. And that's why I see from Hurts as well. 
Like, he's not the most, again, had that layer throw. Awesome. But, I mean, we could do the same thing with Trey Lance, right? Okay, Trey had this layer throw in Chicago where he had some of these throws. But it's just hitting guys that are open. I think the 49ers offense is just a little, it's a little bit more difficult. And it requires more of a Drew Brees, as Kyle said, I want Drew Brees with Lamar Jackson's legs. It requires more of a Drew Brees than a Dak Prescott, a Jalen Hurts, a Trey Lance. I just named all these black quarterbacks, but you guys get wrong. It's and it's unfortunate for Trey Lance that when Kyle Shanahan's looking for a quarterback, he's looking for someone that throws like Drew Brees and runs like Lamar Jackson. And then he got the next Drew Brees in in Brock Purdy in the seventh round. <laughs> <That's, Right. laughs> not, and, not, and most guys that run like Lamar Jackson don't throw like Drew Brees. Right. Yes. Now, even uh, the Deshaun Watson. Like Deshaun Watson, if you really watch him, he's not a Drew breezed out. He's closer to the other guys just with how he plays mm-hmm. and probably the offense that he would kind of need to play in. And, you know, it's just that's just what, what his game is. By the way, Brock Purdy uh, met Drew Brees at the Super Bowl. There was a photo of them together. And I was surprised how much bigger Brock Purdy looked than Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, I think it was like six feet exactly at the combine. And um, Brock Purdy is like, just under six one, I think. So there's not that big of a difference. He, I think Purdy is a shade, yeah. a shade under six two. I thought. Oh, maybe maybe he's six one and a half. I thought he was yeah. six feet and a half. Maybe he was six one and a half. Yeah, I think he's like six one and a half. Is he that big? I thought he's. I don't know. Anyway, but he looks significantly bigger. Might have been camera tricks and where they were standing or something. But he uh, than, than Drew Brees. But um, I, that, I saw Zach Wilson at the airport uh, the other day in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I'm walking by him, and you could miss him, right? Like nobody noticed him unless it just wasn't him. But I don't think I'm I'm, I'm using big, that off. Did he have a big cartoon head? I, I think he did have the big cartoon head. So that, yeah, like I'm looking at him. And you know, you look at somebody, you know, you're just walking. I'm walking. You know, he, I'm by myself. He's by himself. And I look. And I look. And I'm like, I'm just walking. I'm like, that's, that's Zach Wilson. And I right away, I you know, as I'm some I'm six foot one. That's what, at least that's what I say, right? I, anybody that sees me in person is like, oh, crack six one. Wait, are you shrinking? Because you were like six two at one point. Uh, listed at six nothing. Okay, but but six one. Now you're not even six one, <laughs> right? What I'm hearing. Uh, but you look at him and his six two or whatever he is looks different than my six one. He looked taller in person, and he looked like two inches taller than me. Yeah, I think he. I think he was. Just, he was. He looks smaller than he is. I was surprised how big he was. I thought he was going to show up at, at like six one and a half at the combine. I think he was six two, almost six three. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked two inches taller than me for sure. So if if and bring it back to Purdy and Drew Brees, if Drew Brees is barely six foot, and Purdy is closer to six two, I could see how just with the camera, especially with the angle, or whatever, it could look like a significant difference. Just trying to find the Brock Purdy combine results. Just to get an exact, here we go. Um, and Brock Purdy has some some thickness in the hips, right? He's not like a, 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 a totally yeah. scrawny little guy. He either. looks like it. I mean, but he who weighed in now again. I don't know what he is in the NFL, and they do call him what baby Bosa or something like that. So I think that's a <laughs> shout to his lower body. Yeah, but yeah. he He's weighed got- in like it was like two thirteen at the combine. Oh, yeah. Now maybe maybe put on some weight since then, but I, I didn't think it was. That's not like crazy. Uh, Brock Purdy was six feet and five eighths. Okay. Uh, or no, six feet and three quarters and okay, 212 pounds. So he's like my height. Yeah. And, uh, but, but 212 is, is pretty big on that frame. Yeah. 484, 48, 484, 
40 yard dash and the one six one. His 10 yard split was almost identical to Jalen Hurts, by the way. Yeah, that 10 yard split, it's mm -hmm. it's a little tricky because if you if you train for it and you just know how to get out, then you can have a good 10 yard split. And that's why some guys like there's not a whole lot of difference in that first 10 yards. I mean, we're we're talking about you know, with a lot of guys. I mean, you line up Lamar Jackson and line up Brock Purdy, and then that first 10 yards is that quick. Mm. Now, get to 20 yards. Yeah. Get to 30 yards. <laughs> you know, it starts to get, you know, space out a little bit more. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Back tomorrow with another Winky Wednesday podcast. And... Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Subscribe. Give us the thumbs up on YouTube and all that. And tell a friend that their favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers, is covered on the daily. Make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer. The new Locked On NFL Draft, Peacock and Williamson NFL show coming at you daily. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.